this highly anticipated first episode of Uncorked in Conversation. My name is Linda White, and I'm excited to greet our phenomenal listeners that are out there. And I'd like to introduce you to some very special, extraordinary ladies that I am blessed to be able to call friends. And I'm going to ask these ladies, these are my co-hosts, I'm going to ask these ladies to take a couple of minutes, tell us a little bit about themselves, introduce themselves. Hello, I am Tracy. I am part of this global phenomenon that I'd like to um, call ourselves. Um, and I want to just say thank you for those of you who have taken the time to join us and to share in this podcast with us. And of course, by all means, we'd like to hear from you as well. Again, my name is Tracy. I am phenomenal. Let's just get that out of the way. Um, Now that we've got that straight. (laughs) Hello, everyone. Uh, I am Paulette, also another phenomenal person in this group. I am so excited to share my journey um, in my life and my growth. And I'm hoping that with everything that we share, that you are able to grow from what we have grown from in our lives. Uh, we're powerhouses in our all own. And we're hoping that just sharing our life experiences can definitely help you. Hello. And last but not least. Hello. <laughs> Hello. I'm April. April. I am so excited to do this podcast with these group of women and I'm so happy to be their friend as well as they're working on this journey together with them and whether that is a difference of opinion or if that's shared it creates a space where one can say whatever they want feel whatever they want but also to be heard and when you are being heard you will feel a sense of validation of who you are and who you can be and that's what we are here this platform will perform a uh, an avenue for us to support each other and also to support you as well out there. So any questions, any topics, or anything you want to discuss along with us, because we are on this journey together as women, and we can all be here for each other. Thank you. And again, I'm Linda White. I'm thrilled for this opportunity. This has uh, just been so much fun to, to delve into, and I couldn't, I couldn't imagine doing this with a greater group of people. I want to ask you, ladies, you know, as we uh, are heading into the holidays. Uh, we're in the midst of the holiday season, if you will. And, you know, we're facing a different kind of year than we've ever seen, mm-hmm. uh, unfortunately, with mm-hmm. the global pandemic that we've been facing this year. Uh, and, and you know, th- we've gone back into lockdown in, in many areas. Uh, you know, it, just in our area here in Hampton Roads, we've uh, in, in instilled a new curfew, uh, midnight to 5 a.m., um, you're not supposed to be out unless you are an essential worker or uh, going to get medicine, groceries, something along those lines. Most businesses are closed ahead of time. Uh, restaurants are still closing early, I believe, at 10 p.m. So none of those late uh, last calls just right here. Um, in neighboring states such as North Carolina, I believe their lockdown starts at 10 p.m. 
and you know new york city which has been hit really hard but the entire state of new york has been hit really hard but new york city in particular is threatening to go back into a full-fledged lockdown before the oh. holiday season is over due to the spike in cases that they're seeing and i want to ask you ladies you know although we some of us are more extroverted than others um i, I think i'm safe in referring to each of us uh as some level of social butterfly. We are social butterflies. And I'm interested to hear how you ladies are coping uh, in this in this re-lockdown, these restrictions, uh, the limit on the social gatherings, et cetera. I'd love to hear how you ladies are coping. I'm not coping! <laughs> I'm not coping! <laughs> no. Um, well, you know, if I can just take the floor for just a second, it is very, very um, unsettling um, to say the least for me because I am a social butterfly, not not by by wording. I am. I like to get out. I like to be about. I like to meet up with these lovely some of these lovely women that we're talking to that are on the the podcast now. I just like to get out and do that um, thing that we call happy hour. Um, and, and even still, I mean, even if we can't do that, having people in the home has just been equally as challenging because if you can't go out, then perhaps you'd stay in. But right now we're just not able to do that. So the beauty of this podcast is allowing us to get together virtually. So that's the blessing if there is a blessing in this thing. Um, so no, I'm not coping. <laughs> but, but I think we I can believe, all feel your pain. Yes. I, feel I your pain. that this too, I believe that this too shall pass. Um, it's been difficult for me. I, I have to say it's, um, I'm, I'm like Tracy. I'm, I like to get out. Even if I'm not meeting with someone, I like to, to, to get out. Um, you know, this time of the year for me, like I said, it, it is a little hard because I know this was my mom's favorite time of the year. Mm -hmm. um, God rest her soul. I, I, I do find days that I'm struggling with my mental health. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Now you, you're right. You're right. Um, because our human nature, okay. um, it's about connecting. We were, we were created to not only connect with God, but when he created us, he also created us to connect with each other, to fellowship yes. with each other. So once we disconnect from the world, we kind of like need a way to plug back in. And I'm going to tell you the two major things that I know that coronavirus had given us, babies and TikTok. <laughs> TikTok. And TikTok, yes. TikTok. Social media has... <laughs> has changed for a lot of us. That's where we get our news. That's where we um, get our entertainment and our fun. So we do things to connect right. with one another. And like, like Tracy, I'm a social person as well. So it will affect your mental health, you know, because we need that connection, the same as Paulette. And the social media outlets give us that opportunity to do that, whether you're promoting your business or just you know, want to create your own video. Cause I know that like first early on during the pandemic, everybody was watching the tiger. What is it? The tiger King. 
Right. Everybody, yeah. <laughs> everybody was talking about it. But then guess Joe what? Joe Exotic. People started making TikTok videos on what's that girl name? Um um uh Carol Baskin. Oh yes. <laughs> yes. TikTok videos. Funny who are, oh, it's funny who our heroes become. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they made it to the song of Megan the Stallion, the Savage. So people became creative. And I think that's the roundabout way I'm trying to say is people, I even agree. though we are in this uncertain term times we started to become more creative and more connecting. I mean, even when we have those, uh, what's the DJ that comes on every Friday night and have a party? D nice. Kept us afloat. (laughs) Yes, he did. (laughs) And he's still going strong. He He is. Club 14. I think he's doing Sundays also. Oh, really? What an amazing, what an amazing thing he's done with his talent. You know, we, we know D-Nice from way back when we were younger ladies, you know, right. rocking to his, you know, his his DJ, his music, because he's one of the prolific DJs um, uh, in the New York and Los Angeles area now. But for him to bring back what he's always done, to do it from his home, to have enough care about those of us who were newly in this lockdown when the lockdowns first started, right, back wow. at the beginning of the pandemic, back right. in March, you know, it was people... I. I mental health we were going crazy people were going crazy it was almost like he saved us he did he did i mean and i just have to say you know i know who my savior is but it was almost like he came into our homes and saved us i mean i must admit i i'm in here dancing off of d with d nice quite often Mm -hmm. yeah yeah. So yeah. I'd be at work. I'd it's have my great workout grace. routine to that. Yeah, it's, it's been a saving grace. It has. It has. I'd have my phone at work, and when it got to be tough, uh, you know, I I turn D nice on, and I'm like, I'm in club quarantine, and I'm sitting here at work because I was an essential <laughs> worker during the first wave of the of the pandemic, and it it just kept me. As we speak about, you know, um, our mental health becoming compromised, it really kept kept me in a good headspace. So that was very exciting to me. Now that we're in flu season, you know, these these uh, restrictions have had to be reinforced and and, and revisited um, largely because people didn't do what they're expected to do in the first place. And I'd love to get you ladies take on that, because that's been a. Something that's stuck in my craw very <laughs> since we've had to institute these restrictions. I'm very Say it again, April. And, and I'm just America, in America yes. because we we didn't become responsible with this. Now I know that it starts yeah. from the top, but we still have to oh, take yeah. some self responsibility. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I totally, totally agree. Mm-hmm. I totally agree with that. And 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 again, because. You know, as Paulette, you know, said, and I agree that the mental health is being compromised. And so, mm-hmm. therefore, we want to take that chance, if I may, to kind of to cope what to cope the mental health. But what we have mm-hmm. to do is allow our self-care to supersede mm-hmm. our, our desires. And, and we are people that and and I say need very lightly but we need each other 
You do. You know, and, and, and I think someone and I think someone early on said we are all in this together and we are. And so if we just know that we're all in this together and we do what we're supposed to do together, we can mm -hmm. come out of this thing together. And for those folks who, for whatever the reason, don't believe that it's real, mm. don't believe that it's, you know, some people say it's a hoax. And again, you know, you say starting, it, it starts at the top. Well, let's just call it what it is. Our president of these United States, Donald I'm sorry, Tracy, J. who's president? Trump. Who's president? Well, <laughs> Joe Biden is president-elect. But you mean Donald outgoing, the outgoing president. Donald yeah. J., J. Trump is still the president of these United States. On paper. And under his watch, on, on under his watch, my opinion is that he did not, he did not lead by example. Oh, and no. even a parent, even a parent should lead by example. And so if we want to just give him the parenting role of these <laughs> United States, he did not parent us. Mm -mm. Because, and again, it is about self-care, yes. but you lead by example. And so if, in my opinion, if he had to put the damn mask on huh. and, and led by example, then there would have been so many of his followers. Yeah, yeah. Also us, and I won't just point his followers out, but all of us would have led, you know, we would have followed the example. I'm and right so, there with you, yes. And then, with and then too, and then too, Linda, he pretty much, and I'm not bashing, please don't misunderstand me. These are facts. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not entitled to my own rules. These are the facts. He pretty much said it was going to go away. He huh. pretty much said it was just a few people. He just he just did not give us the information to make those hard decisions as far as combating this thing early on. He, he downplayed He had the information. And like you said, he downplayed. Yes, he he had this information. Yeah, because let's go back for a minute, guys. Let's go back for a minute. The information, not just the information about COVID itself, but let's go back to the fact that he had a protocol put in place by our mm. prior president, mm. Barack Obama, for how to handle any global pandemic. He had the, bl he had the blueprint. He had the yeah. playbook. He tossed the playbook aside. And he, the team. He, and the team yeah, and that the presided team. over it. Mm-hmm. And again, I don't want to bash because, I, I you know, right, right. April mentioned, well, I don't want to bash because April mentioned earlier, you know, social media has, has now flourished in, in uh, light of this pandemic. What it's unfortunately also done is uh, allowed some people to rear their ugly heads. The, the escapism and the, and the, uh, the anger and the uh, lashing out at people has, has skyrocketed on social media. People are nasty. And they've taken this global pandemic and the idea that, yes, we have to be concerned with our own care, with our own health. That is how we've existed, survival of the fittest. But it's turned into a partisan argument. 
it's turned into a masker versus anti-masker. There is no, there should be, there is no argument. The science tells us what can help us limit the spread. It is not a guarantee, but it will help to prevent and to limit the spread of this deadly disease. Mm -hmm. And because of his lack of ability being able to really lead us as a, as a, uh, an impartial leader, a, a leader who just does the right things because they are the right things to do, says the right things because they're the right things to say, does not bash people for any of their sh shortcomings or because of the color of their skin. He's done all of these things publicly. That is not how you lead. It is not how you lead a household. It is not how you lead a business. It is certainly not how you lead a country. And, and, then, and, then, and, that, and then, yeah. And with that, I, I, just, I just want to say his negligence, I feel, has absolutely. fueled this, this feeling of this righteousness, this privilege, privilege. where we can yeah. say, I don't have to do that. That violates my rights. I don't have to wear a mask. That violates my rights. What happens to loving your neighbor as, as yourself? I'm not and the freak. Like kids, people follow that. Exactly. Right. And, and then, you know, I mean... <laughs> We do all have rights. And so that's what makes us a free, that's what makes us so free. There are countries who pretty much tell their folks, you're gonna do this, that, and the third. China. We are free. So yeah, the freedom to yes, wear a mask or not, but with knowing the facts, that's the that, that should give you common sense to do the right thing. You know? Absolutely. Um, so it's just, it's just very unfortunate, um, and, and and this is where we this is where we find ourselves, and 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 this too shall pass, and we will because we're a strong nation, we're a strong nation, and we'll come out of this victorious, victorious. However, there are so many people that have lost loved ones yes. in the midst the of now. this. The numbers now. It's what? over three hundred thousand. Yeah, uh, yeah 307,000, something yeah. along those lines. Yeah, yeah. it's over 300,000. Yeah. And so it's just, it's just, it's just bittersweet. And again, right here upon the holidays, oh, um, which, tough. which are oh, sacred to, to so many family people. members who have lost their loved ones. I can't even imagine. Um, right. Losing your loved ones is sad alone, but because of this, something that possibly could have been um, avoided. Right. Right. Yeah. With the precautions early on and then stop and then continuing you know it's not like okay in the, it's June and we decided to take precautions no what happened we opened up the world again we yes, started we the same thing all over again with the um the holidays that rolled around and it, it's it's like we didn't learn anything it's like the previous two months did not exist Right. Well, right. and and I and I I kind of get that. It's just that this, that, you know, they call it pandemic fatigue, and it is real. It's it is. real. It's real. And so once once there was, um, <laughs> for example, you know how people say who let who left the gate open? <laughs> like when you leave the gate open, the dog is gonna haul ass, right? True. <laughs> so it's like they they left they opened up the gate and and people just hauled ass. They start flying again. Right. They start, you know, swarming the restaurants and mm -hmm. you know because they thought it was an all clear. You know they you know some the, did still the wear the mask. And that's the that they that the government has given us where 
Some states says, okay, we're gonna lock it down and we're gonna move on from phase one to phase three within two mm -hmm. weeks. And it's like, there's no consistency at all. And even our state here, I didn't think we were ready. But to me, it seemed as though they were following suit because they wanna open up the economy. And I get that money moves. If money moves, people moves. I get that, understand it. But at health, look at us now. The numbers yes. are still increasing because I feel everyone has opened up too soon. They can't sacrifice a little bit of time. Just a little bit mm -hmm. of time. Right. Can't convince yourself just for a little while. It's not forever. Just a little while. But no, right. we could not do that. And it again politicizing everything, you know, because it, it became a political battle. Um, even I, I believe many of our politicians, and many of them I agree with. I, I support Governor Northam and how he has um, provided this somewhat of a light lockdown. I call it a light lockdown simply because it starts a little bit later. I mean, and then there are reasons why you know it starts a little bit later. I do feel like the politicians, number one, have to look out for the economy. So they they are a little bit on the fence with we have to be in absolute lockdown so I can save these lives versus what's now going to happen to the economy and to these people's families. But to be quite honest, if, you, if people die from this pandemic at the rates that they're dying, and I know we've got the vaccine coming now, and I know that's going to help help us. I'm, I'm glad that we've gotten there, you know, eight, nine months into this thing. But if people die, we won't have an economy. Then what? Exactly. Exactly. And I understand that the governors have to work within the parameters of that. But at some, time, at some point, when do you say, I'm going to sacrifice... I don't want to sacrifice my constituents just to move the economy. Right. And and listening to the doctors and the scientists, I mean, the information is out there. If you equip yourself, it, it's just like with any other medical condition or medical situation, you're going to seek those things which are going to make you healthier. I suffer with anxiety. I, I make a point of eating foods higher in serotonin because I need to keep that balance in place so that I don't compromise my mental health, especially during this time of lockdown. Paulette, I think you mentioned about, you know, just suffering the, the loss of a loved one, suffering, not being able to have all of our loved ones even with us, those that are still here because of this lockdown. Those are things that impact our mental health. And so we're going to do, do things that are going to help us survive. This, if we listen to the scientists and what they're telling us to do, that is survival, and we have to we have to embrace that at some point and and understand where that balance lies between staying alive versus keeping the economy thriving. Mm -hmm. I don't know what are y'all's thoughts about that, and what are your spending habits looking like uh, in light of the pandemic? Oh, girl. <laughs> you gotta have money to spend. <laughs> girl. At one point, I wanted What's to take that? a picture of our Christmas tree. Because, um, well, even now, now we started wrapping some of the gifts, but early on, um, it was a tree. The tree is up and it's full of packages, like from Amazon and, you know, different different places. So you've got these packages, you know, that are delivered to your porch, sitting around the tree. Well, it's a little different than what we're used to seeing traditionally with mm. wrapped gifts around the tree that we've gone mm. to the stores and picked up. Because
because even shopping, um, you know, has has changed. changed. But changed. I, I want to kind of uh, steer us to something Tracy um, uh, hinted to earlier, where she talked about the vaccine. Because now we've got the vaccine. We've got Pfizer and Moderna, who are uh, actually we're starting to uh, distribute the vaccine to healthcare workers, to the elderly, to people in um, nursing homes, uh, people that are high risk. What are y'all? What's your take on the vaccine? I'd love to hear what you guys uh, think about that. You don't necessarily have to share if you plan to take it, don't plan to take it. You may not have decided yet, but I'd love to hear your take on the vaccine, ladies. Yeah, I go back and forth with the whole taking it or not. I don't feel comfortable right now. Mm -hmm. I, I, I need to wait for it to be out there. Um, I am certainly more so on the side of taking it than not taking it. Mm -hmm. Also because just like when my mom was here, I was, I, for years, I never took the flu vaccine, you know, yes. every, or I had never had the pneumonia one, but because my mother was compromised, my doctors uh, said there was a very good chance that I need to do that so I don't make her sicker than what she is right. and cause things to speed up. So right. I elderly other elderly people that are around me and they're fairly healthy however um one of them does have a compromised immune system and i don't i don't want to bring anything that's going to make it worse right. you know so i you know i take all of those things into consideration but right now at this very moment as we speak of it i'm not comfortable with it i need to learn more about it i need to see more reactions on it I need to see something else that's a little bit more convincing before I'm jumping out there in line to take the vaccine. Absolutely. What about you ladies, Tracy, April? Um, I'm still on the fence like Paula. I'm still on the fence. Um, yeah. My thing is when I, you know, I'm not into the whole scientific thing behind it, but I try to understand what makes this vaccine different than the other vaccine and how is it that they're able to produce it so fast? So I'm like questioning, can I trust this? So from what I understand, historically, when they come in with a vaccine, they take the actual virus, the diluted version, and they conjure up, I don't know, in a peachy dress, I don't know. I have no idea how they come up with these um with these um, viruses, but anyway, they dilute it and then they come up with the vaccine and they introduce that into your system. And so your system's supposed to say, hey, I recognize this. So when I come against this virus, I can fight it with my immune system. That's the basic understanding that I have, how it has been working traditionally. With this new vaccine, they call it the mRNA, mm -hmm. which is how it's not cultivating a live virus so you're not your body's not being introduced to her as a live virus it's really recoding the rna right. in your system not your dna but the, right. the rna is the messaging i believe the messenger that produces proteins that's sent out from your dna or something like that i, I, 
I'm just, Essentially, I, gotta... I think they recognize that there's an infection and they right. trigger the antibodies to attack right. the infection. So it's like they're rewriting the messaging of the RNA. Yep. So it's like, okay, I'm thinking like, are they manipulating my RNA? They're manipulating <laughs> it. So, you know, I'm not comfortable with right. that, you know. And then the other thing, too, is that you're tricking your body to think that you have the virus. And so your virus immune system can produce these antibiotics. So I understand that how they were able to come up with such a quick um, vaccination for us. I get that. But thing is, we don't know how long that's going to be in our bodies to fight it. Is it going to be, you know, immune forever? Or do we have to keep taking boosters for maybe a year or two years or any, I, I don't know. So to me, it's still kind of new and I'm not mm-hmm. trusting it fully right now. So I have that wait and see. Um, I have to wait and see what happens. You need more I, information as I well. I need more information. Right. And, and I have a lot okay. of people who are like first responders, doctors, nurses, and they are going to take it. Right. Because of the position that they're in, they feel that they need to take it to protect themselves because they're Mm -hmm. in that line of work. In the defense of the vaccine and how fast it has come to to fruition, the technology is so much greater than it has been with the smallpox and the swine flu and the and the, all those things. The, the technology is so much greater. Whether I'm going to take it or not, I don't take the flu shot. Mm-hmm. So whether I'm going to take the vaccine is, you know, is I'm still on the fence with. And and like Paulette and like you and, and, and April, I've not seen enough. Um, of course, right. you know, there's been some some reports that there are people who are being affected or 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 their their reactions are bell palsy yes adverse reactions of some yeah and one woman who again who who i heard she she took the vaccine and she just pretty much said not that she didn't care what happened to her but her sacrifice Mm -hmm. was bigger than herself and, and to know yeah. and to know that she could potentially save lives was all that really mattered to her and those are selfless and so Absolutely. when we when we become selfless to something that is bigger than ourselves then then you know then then it doesn't really matter let me just say i am you know that thing taking things one day at a time is so real. Uh, say it, girl. Yes. It's so real. <laughs> yes. Because that's all we've got. Yes. You know, and right. I needed to live next week. I had right. next week, next month, next year, all planned out. Yeah. But yeah. today is the moment. This right. moment. Tomorrow's right here. that and, promise and, and, to you. Right. And, and let mm-hmm. me just go back to something that was said pretty much when we were saying how were we handling the pandemic. For example, I'm not, I'm not doing obviously as much as I used to. However, I still will go to the grocery store. Right. 
And when I come from the grocery store, I'm like in a quarantine mode for the yeah. next 14 days. My mental state is like, damn it, I'm watching for symptoms. I'm making sure you don't let me sniffle. Mm. Oh my God. Mm. I'm let watching for sniffle. <laughs> the my my mindset of con contact tracing. Oh my, it's almost like I keep a running. Oh man, I know yeah. who I've been right. in contact with, in extensive right. contact with, right. and I count back and I question people. I don't know about y'all. I question people, including family. And please believe me, I am minimally around people. Again, I go to the grocery store, right. um, but also living with an elderly person who has underlying conditions. I can't take the chance. Number one, number right. two, I don't want to get sick. You right. Know? So, Right. I'm very careful about who I'm around, but even the minimal number of people I'm around, I have that same mindset, Tracy. I'm contact tracing. Okay, so who are you with? So who are you? Right. I, I right. got to know, and I'm listening right. carefully right. so I can right. count back for myself. Right now, they are, they are targeting, if I may, mm -hmm. the, 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 um, the, um, what a, you know, the hospital personnel. Yes. Yeah, the healthcare first, workers, first, the elderly. The first responders. They're yeah, and first responders, absolutely. First responders. And then they'll get to the elderly and the nursing home. Right, right. And then they'll get to the 65 and olders. Yes. So us young girls, <laughs> us ain't got to worry about it just yet. You got to hang tight. Well, since we yeah. have the wait and see attitude anyway, so by the time they right. get to us, maybe so I'll make a decision by the end. So with 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 all of your thought process, April and, and, and Paulette, that you want to wait and see what happens, you're going to get the opportunity to, to do see. that. Oh, however, yeah, that's what I just said. That's what I just however, said. Yes, yes. However, we don't know that the, the, the reactions can be way down the line. Right. They right. don't have to come in 30, 60, 90 days. They can come in a year, two yeah. years. I'm going to say this, though, as as will COVID infections. I was about the same thing. People I was are going to have lifelong impacts to their health unfortunately and that's what people are saying that they, they people what are they calling they're calling them long haulers long haulers the long, long haulers yes yeah. yes and, and, so it's and just i've told you guys that early on i felt that i've had those symptoms because i still have certain symptoms i have not gotten rid of this backache have not gotten rid of it since and the only way that i can have some type of a leave is when i exercise Wow. That's the only time. That's the only well, time. Well, you know, and I and I, and I don't want to go. I don't want to go. I don't want to go on air with this. But if you stop throwing your back out, you won't have those back aches. Back it up. Back it up. <laughs> Let me stop. No, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and that's on a whole. And that and that just changes the conversation. Right? You called her right on out. I don't but know I do what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to. I do want to guide us back for a minute, um, because each of you. First of all, I just want to applaud you, ladies, for just you know your your transparency in in saying you know I don't know enough yet about this vaccine. I don't know enough yet about how it's going to impact people. I need to see. I need to take in some more information before I can say this is what I want to do. Because let me tell you, 
just like we had the maskers and the anti-maskers, we've got the vaxxers and the anti-vaxxers. And there's a whole different anti-vaxxer movement that doesn't even have anything to do with COVID. The beauty of it, if there's any beauty in it, is that we have freedom of choice. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's, my, you know, that is key. If someone was telling you that they will show, you need to report at this time because you're getting it shot, whether you want it or not. Right, I would, that would bother me. It yes, of course, that that's, all. Yes. that's all. That's yeah. all. I Absolutely. mean, yeah, yeah. As much and as, as much as I, I, I am leaning on the side, as Paulette mentioned, I'm leaning on the side of yes, getting the vaccine. Just like you, Paulette, I've never taken the flu shot in my life. But just over the last couple of years, now that I live um, in the same home with an elderly person, I want to be sure that I'm not putting her at more risk. I will get a flu shot this year. I heard Dr. Fauci on an interview with someone. I can't remember it. Let me tell y'all, I listened to that man. That's a smart man. I listened to him. I do. And he was sharing that this was before the vaccine. He said, um, coming up on flu season, he, he implored people to get the flu shot so that at least if you get sick, you can ascertain, is it the flu? Is it COVID? What exactly do I have? So you have some protection. So mm -hmm. this year I had already planned and I'm going next week to get the flu shot because I at least want to be covered there. It's time to uncork the conversation. This episode, we spoke about how the pandemic lockdown affects your mental health. Deterring the spread of the COVID-19 infection has its counter effects. It turned our social connectedness to each other to various degrees of isolation in which we are experiencing depression, anxiety, unhealthy eating habits, and limited physical activity. This lockdown weighs down on our mental health, and for many of us, it has been a true struggle. One of the ways to meet this challenge is to practice self-care. Looking after your emotional, mental, and social self, this means spending time on doing the activities that brings you joy. There are a number of ways to help us through self-care that can help us with our mental state. Stay active. Get moving with exercise. And I know some of us don't care to hear that, but exercise is essential for our, both of our physical and mental health. And there are numerous types of exercise you can do at home. Go outside, change your scenery. By changing your environment, you can simply change your mood. And your mood can change your mindset. Focusing and appreciating your natural surroundings. Be social. Stay in touch with your family and friends through social media messenger. FaceTiming with your family is an excellent way to see each other virtually. And you can even do happy hour with your friends on Zoom. Cheers! Personal care. Take a break for yourself. Watch or read something uplifting. Play your favorite song. Music always makes you feel better. Pepper yourself, take a long soothing bubble bath and meditate and listen to easy listening music. Be in tune. Practice yoga and meditation, prayer and mindfulness for internal transformation. Be creative. Set up a spa in your home. 
a water foot massage or give yourself a facial. Come up with your own treatment. Everything you need could be right there in your kitchen cabinet. Learn something new. Learn a new language. Jimmy Pell Avril. You can learn new Top Chef recipes. Teach yourself how to sew. These days, they have tutorials online that teaches everything from sewing clothes to sewing weaves. So by looking after your own well-being, it will help you get through these challenging times. And I recognize sometimes things get overwhelming. And even if you've been practicing self-care, and if that's the case, seek out a mental health care professional. So that's it for now. And until next time, be well. Thank you for listening to Uncorked in Conversation. This podcast is co-hosted by Linda White, April N. Brown, Tracy Langford, Paulette Irvy, and Sarita Boston. It is produced and edited by April N. Brown. The music is by Ben Sound.